Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Kyle McQuiggan. Uh, let's t- do that title again, <laughs> Kyle. It's a mouthful. What is it? The Strategic Relationship Manager? Strategic Relationship Manager. Yeah, you've All got right. that right. All right. I didn't want to say it wrong. Uh, so Kyle was back, was on back in January and um, was, you know, probably the 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 youngest in his career person uh, on the podcast. And um, my son, who produces the podcast, Seth Grant, who's going to be listening to this and will be embarrassed that I mentioned his name, um, listened and he said, you really should have Kyle back on. You should track his career and have him back on in six months or so. So it's been about six months and uh, figure out what he's learned because, you're, you know, you're on that uh, steep learning curve where you're doing a lot of new stuff and innovating. And um, and so we we covered back in January the basics of relationship building and, and all of the, the stuff. But we both went back and listened to the podcast. So if you want to hear that old podcast, go back and listen to the January podcast with Kyle. But let's let's fast forward. It's, it's been six months. A lot has changed in six months, Kyle. Um, we were completely uh, locked up in COVID mode six months ago. Some of that is changing. Um, not a hundred percent, but uh, you know it's different in different parts of the country. So so talk about how things are looking in this new era and how you're what you've learned and what you're doing. Sure. Thanks for having me back on, Carl. And I appreciate that Seth found at least some of the content that I put out to be helpful. It felt elementary at the time, recognizing I was preaching what the master, i.e. you, taught me to do when I first got into business development. But I am glad I was able to add some value, at least to some folks that listen into the podcast. So yeah, getting to your point about what I learned, what's happened, I've got a few trends that I've picked up on over the last six months that have really dramatically impacted the way that I'm operating in a business development capacity for my firm. And the first thing I'd like to highlight, and I apologize for the Microsoft background background noise there, try to mute my computer. Um, anyway, I, I would like to highlight that, yeah, here, at least in the greater Washington DC region, the world is reopened. I went back to my first in-person networking event or I guess one of my first in-person networking events last night, and the VC community, the entrepreneur community, service providers like myself and others were back out in full force. There had to have been three or 400 people out at this event last night. And my thesis was it, interesting in that I used to be out at every in-person event before the pandemic. And now what I realized is, honestly, last night was great because I was able to see a lot of familiar faces that I've connected with over Zoom and many calls during the pandemic, but I hadn't seen in person. However, in terms of net new relationships, I didn't really meet anybody. And I lost, not lost, it was still time well spent, but it took about 10 hours out of my day to get out to Virginia, have a meeting or two, go to the event, get home from the event, spend time at it. And I didn't have a lot to show for it. Historically, in the pandemic, I always tried to set KPIs in any event I went to that if I'm going to go, I want to meet at least two or three people that are very qualified in the communities where I spend time, either as prospects or very uniquely involved as advisors in that community. And last night, I I probably ran into at least 40 or 50 people that I know incredibly well. But in terms of net new relationships, I walked away with none. And it helped me realize that, wow, in this environment, yes, I still need to get out. I need to show face and see old friends and spend time. But I do anticipate I will do a lot more from behind my keyboard moving forward because 
the productivity is significant. I can have a lot of calls and put out a lot of different emails and points of contact in an eight-hour day behind my computer rather than a 10-hour day slogging around the, the beltway, which at least here in the DC area tends to be pretty congested and filled with traffic. Hmm. So do you think you deepened any of those relationships by seeing them in person? Yeah. And that's the thing that you just, you can't get away from that point, right? The quality and the depth of relationship and the randomness of it. I, I ran into two folks that I hadn't seen in quite a while. And we just talked about a few things and I was able to getting back to my prior podcast, make two introductions for them that I do believe are likely to be pretty helpful. And had we not seen each other and just caught up about something completely off topic that somehow related to a company I know, those introductions never would have happened. So I'm not going to say I'm going to be sitting in my basement all the time. One, I'm an extrovert and I just like being around people. But also it, it's there's things that you can't take away from the randomness of the conversation when it's you have no agenda, you're just running into someone that you haven't seen in a while. And you kind of volleyball conversation and topics back and forth to each other instead of, again, the set, hey, let's connect for 30 minutes, boom, 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 in and out, all business, no randomness, and you kind of lose some of that magic that you do get in person. Well, I had the opposite experience when I went to an event on Monday night of this week. I was invited by one of my new contacts in town who was actually introduced to me by your old boss, Angie, <laughs> Angie Collier. Um, and uh, he, he invited me to an event. I could, I was, I've been so busy, Kyle, that I, I couldn't even get to the original <laughs> invitation you sent me. He had to send it to me again. Um, but I got in an Uber on a Monday night and went downtown and, and he proceeded to start introducing me to people at the event. It was actually an event downtown Austin overlooking the state capitol where they were welcoming a group from Raytheon who's going to be moving here. Uh, from the DC area. And um, so, so many people are new here to Austin that I was meeting like the new head of the state chamber of commerce who has only been here for four months. So he's new, right? The, the, some of the people I met had just moved here in the last week or two. And so I was meeting lots of new people, lots of kind of connectors in the communities. These chamber of commerce types uh, are, are major connectors and they know a lot of business uh, leaders. So I, it, I think it was very helpful to meet all of these folks. Like the Army's Futures Command was there. I met some uh, top generals from that. Uh, so maybe it's because I don't know as many people in this market. I, I thought it was helpful. I would have had a hard time getting to know all of those people through just email introductions. I might not have been email introduced to them had I not taken the time to go down there. Yeah. And, and I, Carl, I definitely agree with you on that. I, I've been to other events that have been highly worthwhile since the world's reopened a bit. And I think it's more a matter of going on uncharted territory where you aren't familiar or you're not as deeply connected or it's not an industry where you spend time. That way you can kind of find that new open world and new opportunity to actually meet and connect with new people versus if you walk into a room and you know half of it, it's very hard to get out and get and meet net new relationships just because inevitably you're going to go from one person to another and not be able to work the room like you otherwise would necessarily want to. So I agree. I think getting out absolutely is still a key part of what I'll do. However, there will be a lot more focus and strategy behind, let me phrase it this way. I'll be more selective on which events I go to looking for newer type relationships where I don't have as much of a network to continue to grow and expand on the people that I know. 
So I, I agree on all that. I, and I think about some of the Zoom relationships I've developed. So I, I've, I've developed some, some friendships, you know, with, and geography doesn't really matter because, because they could be in New Jersey, they can be in, in the Czech Republic, right? It, it's, it really, technology breaks down all those barriers, but, but will those relationships ever grow as deep as they would if I had spent time doing something fun with these people? Um, and I, and I, I'll use an example of the networking events I've been doing here in Austin. Uh, as you know, I live on Lake Travis, so having access to a boat on Lake Travis is huge. And so I bring people out on a boat and I do a nautical networking event. And I've noticed as I've gone to other uh, on, on the land events where I've had a group of people out on a boat, I will go into that event and I'll see that group of people that met on the boat, even though they know other people in that room, they, they're standing there talking to those people that they bonded with <laughs> out on the boat because it was a fun time. They were listening to music, they were having drinks and enjoying like Travis. And so I think there's some magic in, in doing these types of fun activities with people to deepen relationships and people want to do business with people they like and they know and they trust. Thoughts? That's right. And Carl, I completely agree with that as well. And it's funny that uh, you, you're you doing a boat thing. I too am actually doing a boat thing. Um, in September, I have a boat rented with a, a friend of mine, John Agra at the Unicorn Group. I know John and, well. Yeah. So we decided to put together a group of people that should all get to know each other. And there's no agenda. There's no purpose other than this is a group of highly curated people, many of which I met in the pandemic. And I also have not met in person, but get out, get 40 people together, drinks, entertainment, talk, talk shop, get to know each other personally, and just help to really curate getting great people together that could potentially do business together or just have similar personal connections and the like. And that's where I'm also trying to be more strategic of taking that personal relationship that I've met via Zoom or on a phone call. And again, focus on if it's conveniently hobbies that I enjoy, which Carl, I believe you shared that, that guidance with Seth on the beauty of business development. If you like paddleboarding, golfing, skiing, boating, you name it, fishing, um, I've done all of these things with people. If you like doing that and you can enjoy spending time with people and building a relationship around that, then you can get out and do that for your career. And you can do it with people that also enjoy it. And you build that deeper bond because you do have the commonality of, for example, I took two CEOs out fishing on the bay uh, for rockfish here in Maryland about a month ago. And then we determined, hey, we should all go out skiing somewhere in Colorado this winter with our significant others. And again, maybe there's a business relationship there, maybe not. But the important thing is it's a very deep quality relationship. And by chance, I'm able to build it doing things that I personally enjoy doing in my, my spare time outside of work. I'm even doing something that I don't particularly enjoy <laughs> to develop a relationship. I um, had lunch with this, C I think it was a CEO and, and founder of this, uh, this company um, here in Austin that I think they just raised some outside money. Anyways, good prospects, um, people I want to get to know better. And and there's so many people that are new to Texas that don't don't know about things that are kind of native to Texas, i.e. like shooting guns and <laughs> things of the nature. And, and so um, he's having an event out on some property where he's going to teach some of his his new new friends how to how to shoot and they're going to do a dove hunting uh afternoon and i don't you know I, I i learned how to shoot when i was in the military for obvious reasons and then i raised a son who was a, a big time hunter and so being the good dad i i 
learn how to do all that stuff and, and did it with him. I didn't particularly enjoy doing that. It wasn't my thing, but I did it for him and I enjoyed being with him. And, uh, and now, you know, he's moved on and I, but I still do have all those skills and, and have, you know, the necessary equipment for an event such as this. And I've, I've agreed to do it. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this um, because I want to develop a deeper relationship with these guys. I can help some of these guys that don't know how to shoot a shotgun do it. Not looking forward to killing doves, but you know, I'll, I'll shoot up their, their way <laughs> and I'll, and I'll enjoy that time with them because it'll be a bonding activity. They'll remember it forever, right? People have never done that. And, and those guys will appreciate me coming out. So what are your thoughts about doing stuff you don't like? Yeah. I mean, I'm, one of those people that I'll try anything once. So if it's something that morally goes against my values, probably not, but something like going out and, and shooting, I was, I'm actually an Eagle Scout. So like you, I learned how to shoot a gun, but I didn't actually spend much time doing it after I, I kind of got out of the scouts. However, I have been invited out, not dove hunting, but just sporting clay shooting, which that I thoroughly enjoy doing. Um, and, and I'm not saying I'm morally against hunting or dove hunting at all, but moreover, I'll try anything once if it's racquetball, which I'm not great at, um, or something like that. Actually, I was invited out on a Fox hunt on new year's day, like two or three years ago. Whoa. And on yeah, horse, I horseback. Yeah. Uh, so I can't ride a horse, but they, uh, they had invited me to ride around in in their land Rover or whatever it was on this Fox hunt. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. It was very different. I mean, you know, the whole wear scarlet and that whole culture around that. It's just fun for someone like me. I'm open to try anything once because I'm going to learn something. I'm just a very curious person. And I think that's a personality trait that makes anybody much like you, Carl, great in business development, because you're willing to get out, put yourself out there, put yourself in a new uh, place and be curious. No one's expecting you to go out and be an absolute rock star at something you don't even know what it is or how to do it. But I think when you put yourself into trying something that someone else is personally very passionate about, mm -hmm. it just creates an openness and a goodwill and a, a certain air that, hey, this is a safe zone. This is a good guy. We can trust this guy. He's willing to try something out and we'll do it again. As long as it's legal and on good ground, I do. I do. Uh, but you're not violate my moral compass on things. Yeah, well, but. speaking of safe zone, I, I'm I'm such a bad shot. Unlike my sons, the doves are pretty safe around me. <laughs> I, exactly. I, yeah, I'm just going out there for the thing, you know, it, just to be with be with those guys. So, look as we as we wrap up here, this went so quick. Any parting advice for listeners um, based on your learnings over the past six months? Yeah, I, actually, I do have a few thoughts on it, Carl. And one, I met so many more people because I wasn't going around the beltway and getting to and from events. Inevitably, I spent more time on the phone and working. And what I learned is it's really hard to do it all and keep it all up in the air. So I've, I'm not as good as I once was. I used to be able to meet someone and remember just about everything about them. Now in the, the Zoom world, it's hard to remember everything. Plus, you meet a ton more people. So I've learned the importance of keeping my CRM intact and updating it regularly. I've also learned the importance of using and developing tools that give you leverage and help you manage more relationships because it is hard to keep, keep growing you know, more than a linear path when you are just one person doing one call at a time. So I've tried out new tools, a platform called VentureRaise most recently, which has been an outstanding platform. It's helped me get in front of new companies. It's also helped me put my um, VC network together and help connect new entrepreneurs to capital sources and the like, and do it very quickly, which has helped leverage the ability for me to get out and make even more relationships and deepen them very quickly. 
So I think that's the key thing is just as you continue to grow, if you're junior like me and your BD career, at some point, there will be a point when at least at this point, I take a day off and I've got more emails than I can catch up on in two days. So figuring out what tools you can put in place and how to leverage your time and leverage it really well to maximize the impact you have on everyone in your network, be it keeping a clean CRM, looking at tools like venture raise, et cetera. It's very important to do that and figure out how to scale efficiently and effectively as you grow. Great advice. Kyle McQuiggan, thanks for joining us today. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe. Please rate the podcast and share it with your friends on social media. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant. 